0: Shri Gauri Vaishnav Guru Paramparaki jai. jai Shri Krishna Janmasthami Mahamud Savatiti Jai, jai. Rantara Srimad Bhagavatam jai. jai O Premanam Dev So we are, we have been discussing from the Brahmavi Mohanlila, we'll try to bring that. So, we'll try to bring that to its conclusion today, even though there's a fair amount of ground to cover. And uh, we try to lecture on that in in such a way that we may segue into the second part of the morning's event, which is the imparting of the um, initiation, Harinaham and Mantra Diksha. So that's a kind of birth... Also, it's the day that Krishna takes birth in our in our life significantly. So, it's appropriate uh, day for that. We we left off with regard to the Brahma Vimohan Lila um, hearing really uh, about the center uh, piece of the whole Leela and that is the beautiful description of Krishna. Um, seated in the center of concentric lines or rows or circles of coward friends that expand bigger than the universe, so many of them. And innumerable coward friends. Krishna had hes seated in the center and they're taking their picnic lunch which had been planned um, early in the morning and um, as I say, this is the, really the central piece of the whole Brahma Mohan Mohanlila. This is what is most bewildering to Brahma, more so than, as we'll hear, the opulence of Krishna manifesting um, himself in the form of so many cows, uh, calves and cowherd boys, and then showing uh, himself to be those expansions which really bewildered Brahma. He's arguably more bewildered by this uh, scene uh, of love in intimacy in friendship uh, shared between Krishna and his associates. Um, as this unlimited cowherds, all uh, looking at Krishna, all thinking at the same time that he's looking right at them. Hmm? Uh, and he didn't have four heads or a million heads to... <laughs> look at each one separately, although this uh, beautiful and central uh, verse from a, from, a, from a meditative point of view for those pursuing Samandarupa Bhakti and, and Sakyarasa, this is a very uh, beautiful uh, picture. I, I was asked is uh, recently, is there any corresponding leela? of this brahma vimohan Leela we find in chaitanya mahaprabhu's lila because chaitanya mahaprabhu of course is the same krishna hmm, appearing in the form of a devotee of himself and pursuing the the devotion of uh, of radha the experience of that wants the experience from that side it's a very complex theological issue very central to Bodhi vaishnavism um, so, I was asked, and often we find that there are parallel pastimes in Gauri Leela and Krishna Leela. So, um, with regard to that, the, um, um, of course, we've been discussing the fact that uh, the, the pastimes of the glorification, really, of Haridastakur, reading from this, as it's um, described uh, in Chaitanya Charitamrita, in as much as Haridas as we'll hear, hopefully we get to that point today, that he is the appearance of Brahma in Krishna Leela, just like so many different gods and goddesses and avatars, even and eternal associates of Krishna in his Leela, appear when he appears in different Leelas. so similarly when he appears as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they come with him. And great saints that were able to identify this devotee of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu amongst his eternal associates appearing in the Leela is this person, this devotee in Krishna Leela. They made the correspondence and so forth very insightful. Hmm. Um, And this is a very interesting point with regards to uh, evidence as to the divinity of Chaitanya, number one, and two, as to the idea that not only is he divine, but he's... He's not an expansion or an avatar of Krishna, but really Krishna himself. Hmm? The same Krishna um, in a slightly different uh, Leela, an extension of his original Leela. We've talked about that and the reasons for that, but the point I'm making is that these uh, Gaudiya, early Gaudiya Vaishnavas who were the associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they began to think that that Sri Chaitanya was Krishna himself. But then they reasoned, well, if he was Krishna himself, then he would have to, his associates would have to be with him, because Krishna in Vrindavan probably just say Krishna is never alone. So it means that Krishna and as I've often said, love of Krishna, they correspond. So they they go together. The love of Radha has to have an object of love that corresponds with that—that that is Krishna, Swayam Bhagawan. So the two are inseparable in a sense, and so it is with all of the different eternal associates of Krishna. So they reasoned that if this is if he is Krishna, then his associates must be must be here as well. That's a very insightful um, way of uh, thinking. It's it's it's. Uh, um, we, won't, we don't find that anywhere else because a lot of people say, well, our guru is an incarnation of Krishna and uh, uh, we used to see, when I was a kid, young, these posters of Meher Baba, I am Ram, I am Krishna. Um, he was a little popular at the time. Um, and so uh, it's, it's not uncommon that uh, people will make a claim that their guru is an avatar of Krishna or Krishna himself or something like that. But, these Gaudiya Vaishnavas they, they didn't just make sentimental claims, but they sought to to uh, give evidence for their claims. And this is a very this kind of evidence that they were looking for. Well if he was Krishna, who would his associates must be here because he's not gonna be Krishna's not gonna be without Radha, without Balaram, without Sridam, Sudam, his friends and so forth. Um, uh, and we see in this leela how attached he is to his friends, for that matter, and um, and who would have thought of that? It's evidence that to the extent to, of the measure to which they really understood Krishna.
1: Hmm?
0: Many people pray to Krishna, like Krishna, uh, but but in, you'll find in our lineage all the songs and praise of Krishna, the prayers, mantras, and so forth. they 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 include mention of the paraphernalia that surrounds Krishna, the Vrindavan setting, the Govardhan hill, the the river Jamuna, his friends, Radhika, her other Gopikas, his mother and father and so forth, because their experience is that Krishna is not, in the full sense of the term, Krishna, is not without this entourage. We want to talk about praying, Love of Krishna, then all of these figures, who are embodiments of praying that he is the object of that prem or love, they have to be there as well hmm? so its so when we hear prayers about Krishna alone we we, we don't we don 't take them to be speaking about the full face, if you will, of Krishna hmm? uh, who is surrounded by prema madhuri this is one of his qualities that 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 narayan um, for example doesn't have that he's surrounded by devotees endowed with a special kind of prema of love so so all the songs that you'll hear they, they, they often more than not the descriptions include all of these things because the idea is there's no krishna without them hmm? um, very nice point. So these these devotees of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, as he began to manifest himself as a devotee of Krishna first and encourage them, then he showed such extraordinary uh, absorption in Krishna and ability to compel others to love Krishna. They started to think maybe he is Krishna. Uh, They would would go back and forth but then they reasoned, well, where would his associates be? And then they realized, oh, we're his associates. That was very striking. <laughs> We're his associates. He showed it to them in the Mahaprakash. He, he had them come into the house of Shivas, They did kirtan to the wee hours of the morning. And he would be with them as a devotee of Krishna. And then he, he he switched into the bhava of being Krishna and he sat on the altar to their surprise. And then he called them forward and said, You are so and so. You've come from my lila. Now you're here. He told them things about themselves that they didn't know that that only they knew hmm? and and so this was a, it was a huge um, revelation at the time mm-hmm. so uh, <laughs> so so how do we get there Krishna and his uh and his uh is 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 not alone here he's got innumerable uh friends uh in 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 the leela and uh, and he's surrounded by them. They're all sitting together, and um, he loves them all equally. It's said about Krishna's friends. Each one thinks Krishna loves me the most, and each one is right. Hmm? So he was actually looking at each one of them. Now I was asked, as I was saying, is there any corresponding leela of this of this Brahma Bimohan leela in the gaur lila? In, in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's lila. Hmm? As the players of Krishna lila are present in the Gora lila and there are some co- leelas that very much correspond and that and you can see, oh, this is Krishna and he's playing it out like this in another, in an extension of his of his own lila. But the Brahma Vimohan lila, the bullying of Brahma is not really one of those leelas that's directly uh, correspond, has a correspondence um, to the extent that others do. However, Hmm. Uh, as I said, we're reading in the morning. The, the principal player, in one sense, um, uh, Brahma, who is Vimohan, means completely bewildered. In this leela, uh, he appears in Gorlela as as Haridas, and um, he appears as Haridas means he he, he appeared as, in a Muslim family, which was. Um, uh, uh, then, kind of a, a thought an outcast in the Hindu society because they had certain, certain habits that weren't appropriate for Hindu religious life, like killing cows and, and, and such. And, and, but he became a great devotee of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, which Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Leela seeks to show that his teaching goes beyond caste and, and any kind of material consideration, gender issues, or any kind of discrimination. He's giving the love of God freely everywhere. Haridas became a great uh, devotee. We'll hear a little bit more about that. He became known as the, as the person who Chaitanya Mahaprabhu dubbed the Acharya of chanting, the name, who, whose example we would look to for, for, cha- for chanting. Um, so I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about that. But this is some correspondence that Brahma appeared, and we refer to him as Brahma Haridas, Hmm? but uh, this central verse here describing Krishna hmm? surrounded by his friends in intimacy sharing food with them he who is known as Yagibuk, this is kind of where we I think ended our last discussion the verse is he who is the enjoyer of sacrifice which Brahma is familiar with in Brahmaloka, as I said there the Mahavishnu is present he has thousands of heads and thousands of arms is described. And he sleeps and he eats. He sleeps, he wakes up. There are these big sacrifices, yajyas, with a fire, with a semblance of that today. But they're big, I mean big. Lots of ingredients involved and in throwing them into the fire. And, to, and it's thought that by throwing the ingredients into the fire with mantra, Vishnu eats. So he eats by these kind of sacrifice. These cowards didn't look like they were making any sacrifice. Indeed, they were taking food that they were enjoying the taste of and saying, this tastes really good. Here, you try it, and putting it in Krishna's mouth. And Brahma's seeing this, and he's thinking, this isn't the book that I know. This isn't the God that I... who is kind of looks like him in some ways, but very, very different. Maybe he's an imposter. Hmm? And he's... um, But maybe he isn't. And what are... What is this about, and so forth? So he's he's quite uh, uh, bewildered by this. So my point is simply that, um, and I re- replied to this uh, devotee who who asked that nice question that this central uh, verse of the Lila it is represented in the gaur Lila. Pulinam bhujane, Krishna Madhestaani is something that's pulina it means enjoying bojane along the banks of the of the of the of the, the jumuna hmm? um, there was a kirtan session in gore lila as hmm, a uh, called beta 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 kirtan lila and um beta um, separate kirtan lila so Chaitanya and organized four uh, kirtan parties and, um, you know, mudangas and kartals in each each group. And, and he appointed a dancer in each group who would dance, and and others would circle around and they would do kirtan. And, and um, he separated these four, and they were, uh, he was orchestrating it. So the four kirtans were going on at the same time, separate group. And um, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu then appeared in each group at the same time, hmm? and each devotee in the group thought he's looking directly at me. Hmm? So Krishnadas Kaviraj explains this, Thila, and as he's explaining it, he says, and and and, and he, he makes he writes a nice poetic Bengali verse. He says, "Bulina bhojana. and this is the only thing this could be compared to, hmm, is. Krishna on the banks of the Jumuna, surrounded by his friends in concentric circles, looking at all of them at the at the, at, the, at the at the same time as if he's only looking at them, and 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 so forth. So there's some correspondence in this way, and we can enter into the kirtan, and we can we can think like that also. Hmm? Um, and this kirtan, of course, is the way to enter into such. Uh, such uh, visions and experiences, the primary way as given by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, is open to the the door to this inner circle of intimacy that Brahma's now getting a glimpse of and his is, is, as I say, his foreheads are spinning as he tries to understand it, comprehend it. Hmm? Uh, there's a correspondence, also a kind of a Upanishadic correspondence. Um, these leelas are like off the scriptural map almost. They're like, because the the scriptures talk about God and Brahman and uh, 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 not this kind of human-like intimacy with the absolute. The Bhagavad speaks about it, of course, but it itself is described as nirgranta, Sukadev was the speaker? The boy, the naked boy, who spoke the, the Bhagavad to the to the king. At one point, it's it's questioned about him. He was fully self-realized. why did he take the trouble to study the Bhagavad? He was beyond books. Is the point? Hmm? He was beyond the book. All, all he had realized that which the books are trying to, you know, speak about and put into words and thought and so forth. So why did he take the time to study the Bhagavad? The story, of course, is that he was he was born, and uh, he was fully self-realized, and he left and went into the forest, and lived in the forest. And um, so his father was Vyas, the the legendary editor of all the sacred texts, and and there was he had compiled, composed the Bhagavatam. And his maturity after all the other texts were completed, and he was still feeling I haven't fully like. Said it, and his guru Narada appeared and says, "That's because you haven't spoken about Bhakti, Bhakti, as directly as, 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 as need be. So you should do that. Go into Samadhi, and come back and write about it. He went into Samadhi, and in his Samadhi, he experienced the, 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 uh, the leelas of Krishna. So he came and wrote the Bhagavatam about it. So he wanted, he knew that his son was self-realized, and he didn't need to hear from the Upanishads." Hmm. to talk about the difference between consciousness and matter and how to realize that and so forth but he knew there's more to it than that the more is is bhakti and the possibility of praying and entering into the leelas of, of of krishna in particular and so he wanted to share his mature realization which was his samadhi bhasha in language of samadhi it's like again it's another way of saying it's off the scriptural map almost um, and so he, he sent a woodcutter into the forest and gave him different verses, poetic verses, describing Krishna from the book, the Bhagwat, and he said, when you're out there in the forest chopping wood, sing these verses, and maybe my son will hear them. Hmm? And sure enough, he heard those, those, those poetic descriptions of Krishna, and he who had no attachment to anything became attracted to that, so the, the, the teaching, course, is what is that, which looks ordinary. Here's Krishna with his friends, eating and some guy, eating in the forest with some friends, frolicking, rendezvousing with milkmaidens and so forth. It, it doesn't particularly sound divine. But when Sukadeva, he was fully self-realized, he heard this, he became attracted to that. He was not attracted to the opposite sex or worldliness in any way. Um, this Golok, this Lila, it sounds kind of worldly. The people all like one another. They're all friends. They hang out together. And spiritual life is thought of, is often thought to be about detachment, giving up things, and so forth. The Christian Lila doesn't sound like they're giving up anything. They're just having a lot of fun there. They're having festivals and eating something. They're not fasting and so on and so forth. So it's very hard to understand what what it is exactly. But Sugade was fully self realized, and when he heard these verses, he became enchanted by them. So he had no material attraction. So the implication is, this is super spiritual. And he followed the woodcutter and he came back to his father's hermitage. And he said, I want to follow these sounds. He said, Well, you have to study Srimad Bhagavatam then. So it said, Nir Granta Api Urukrame. Hmm? Why did he who was beyond books, near Granta, study the Granta? Hmm? Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam. It's also saying, this book is beyond books. And of course, the answer came, itam guna hari Such is the nature of the qualities of Krishna. That even people who are completely detached from anything and everything become attracted and attached to that. Hmm? Such is its power. Hmm? So... So there's an Upanishadic, uh, that means to say, so that this is, this is like, what is this? We want to t- somehow show that it's not, that it is connected to what the Upanishads are really talking about and the things that more readily uh, speak to us more overtly about uh, divinity. This is covertly speaking to us about divinity. It almost looks mundane. Hmm? we call it, these lilas, aprakrita as opposed to adhoksaja. Adhoksaja is, 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 is kind of made up of the first and last uh, 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 syllables of the Sanskrit lexicon. Mm-hmm. It means like adhoksaja. Everything is contained within it and he's beyond it. Adhoksaja means overtly, transcendental it's overtly like vishnu has four arms and it's like whoa, that's different hmm? so there's a plane of experience like that and uh, it's overtly transcendent now the krishna lila we we call aprakrita prakrita means ordinary hmm? aprakrita means it looks ordinary but it's it's really completely different hmm? It has an appearance of ordinariness and humanness, but it's aprakrita. It's it's human-like, but super-divine. It's that situation in which, that setting in which the infinite takes on a finite-like shape in order to relate to the finite jivas in intimacy. Hmm? That super-infinite is, is the idea, super-extraordinary. Hmm? Um and there's something to be said about the idea, uh, and it speaks about it too, that, there's, that, there's, that that even the simplest things are quite extraordinary. If we look carefully, hmm, pay attention, and you'll be, you know, people say, I want, I want to see the miracles, <laughs> right? And those who have seen say, <laughs> they're everywhere. <laughs> they're everywhere. <laughs> What's not a miracle? Uh, how all it's and, and that's just you know looking at the intricacies of, of of this world and so forth. This world is like if if Krishna was painting a picture of his leela, hmm? what do you do today? And then to take his paintbrush and have another canvas to change the color and just wipe it off like that, and then another any then paint and wipe it off. That other canvas is a material world, and and that's all extraordinary. That's fascinating. Hm? So, given that it's so much off the map, so to speak, and hard to understand, therefore it said, One has to hear this very carefully with good association to understand it properly. These this, these leelas in the 10th canto, as I said earlier, were prefaced by nine other cantos. They're reflected on in two other cantos after that, hmm? so that they might be properly... Um, understood that the philosophical canvas on which this art of Christian was is drawn is 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 in, is in place that that might not be misunderstood, that hmm? it be venerated, and in um, that way we might uh, in time have access to it. But it, my point is that that it is transcendent, and so the truths of the Upanishads, the experience of Brahma in his Loka, of the of the the Maha Vishnu, and so forth, this is all within Krishna. Hmm? All lesser spiritual experiences are there, and more. Just to give you another example of this idea that in the in the in the Vrindavan Leelas of Krishna, they're associating intimately with Krishna, they're totally preoccupied with Krishna in friendship, in parental love, and in, in romantic love, and so on and so forth. And what do they? What about their religion, you might ask? Because they're not worshipping Krishna.
1: Hmm?
0: His coward friends are wrestling with him and defeating him at times. Um, that's very extraordinary. He's herding cows. Um, so they're not worshipping Krishna. They are, really. But th- how that is worshipped, this is what Brahma couldn't quite understand. He's Yogyabhuk. He eats by sacrifice. What's going on here? Hm? He's eating, actually eating, and and he's eating from their mouth, I and mean, there's no sacrifice. They're enjoying it first, and and so what is this? Hmm? Hmm. <laughs> so uh, we 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 want to uh, say somehow. Well, I was giving an example. They don't worship Krishna in the Leela, but what they're doing is the full measure of worship. It's beyond worship, so to speak. He takes more pleasure in that. Uh, the babbling of his coward friends, um, whoever's king of the log is king of the log. You know, we were, we were down swimming in the river some years ago and, we, and we, we were remembering the pastimes of Krishna with his friends along the Jamuna and these kids came along. They were riding on a log and they were, you know, wrestling to stay on the log and one kid said, whoever's king of the log is king of the log. <laughs> okay? <laughs> and then we were all transported right there into Krishna Leela. Hmm. So, uh, so uh, in the Lila, they're not overtly worshiping Krishna. Therefore, the people who are steeped in love with awe and reverence, they look at it, and they wonder, what's going on? What is that? Hmm? Um, when we when we installed the deity of Radha and Gobinda once in South India, we had these South Indian Brahmins from Shri uh, Madhva Sampradaya, and they were an awe and reverence lineage. They worship Krishna differently, Vishnu, they came and they did this elaborate sacrifice with all colors and fires and mantras and all, and uh, it was very very um, ritualistically rich and then afterwards, we took the deities and carried them up to the altar, and we did Sankirtan like we do here, you know dancing and chanting and so forth. They looked at us like what what 's that you know. They, could, they said we never seen anything like that. What kind, is that religious or you know you're supposed to sit and chant? Oh, man, like, you know, Krishna like that, and you're like like this and dancing and and so forth. Uh, they didn't. They they couldn't quite catch it. What hmm? it was. Uh, so anyway, back to the Leela. In the Leela, they're not overtly worshiping Krishna. Overtly, they worship Narayan, hmm? who's God. Of of a ritualistic bhakti and reverential bhakti. Hmm? So God Narayan, he's got the four arms, he has different avatars that appear in the world. And so in the home, for example, of Nandamars, they have the the, the stone, the shila, Shaligram that represents Vishnu, Vishnu Narasingha, and they worship him there, hmm? So this is called vaidhi Bhakti, ritualistic bhakti that's based that's it's steeped in awe and reverence and uh, has many, um, uh, it, it, there's a different motive behind it. So they're doing this vaidhi Bhakti. We do Rag Bhakti. Hmm? We're pursuing Rag Bhakti. It means love and intimacy. But, and they're fully immersed in that. But they're doing vaidhi Bhakti. They offer the Artik to Narayan, and just like we do, as I've said before. They offer the Arctic Narayan, and their mind is somewhere else. We're not supposed to do it like that, but, it's, it's supposed to. but their minds are somewhere else. Where are their minds? Their minds are on Krishna, hmm? and they're offering the Arctic, and their minds are on Krishna. They're ragatmika. They're spontaneously drawn to Krishna, but ritualistically, they're, in the context of the Leela, this is the place. They worship God. Hmm? So that the point here is that, that all that's found in that type of worship is found in this love of Krishna, in intimacy, and more. Hmm? Yeah. There's not less. And the Varnashram, the ordinary idea of Dharma, where it's just like the idea is worship God by being a good um, a follower of the Dharma. It's like be a good American and... and, and, and uh, follow the laws, and maybe the president will choose you as the citizen of the year. Citizen of the year. Uh, you don't really know the president very well. Uh, you don't know him you know, by his first name or whatever names uh, his wife you know, refers to him as. Uh, you don't know him in that way. But some remote connection you have with him, that's what you can get through Varnashram. We're not interested in that. Not even the Baidi Bhakti, where you can know him as the Yagyabukh, who eats by sacrifice. We want to know him almost on human terms. This is like divine humanism here to the extreme that we're we're teaching, we're advocating, we're participating in. Hmm? It's a supreme validation, really, of the human heart.
1: Hmm?
0: It just says, yes, what you want, what human life seems to be about, loving, friends, society, friendship and love. That's what it is. life is about. You just have to have put Krishna in the center. Hmm? And then, then, oh, great, well, nothing has to change. Hmm? I can keep my friends, as long as they're willing to put Krishna in the center as well. I don't have to give anything up, something like that. It's very, it's a very, uh, it's very hu- human-like and human kind of confirming. And human life is that point in our spiritual evolution where we've come out from animality and we're kind of like in this partial animal situation but then we call a human situation that gives us a glimpse into the spiritual possibilities. Properly using the human life means that we, 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 we enter into the spiritual possibilities that it offers. Hmm? So it's a very extraordinary um, condition in which what spirituality is really about sh- shows up to some extent, if we look carefully and analyze it and so forth. And this is fully played out, of course, when we um, posit the idea, as the Bhagavatam does, that this Krishna-lila and this praying, is a be-all and end-all of, of the transcendent uh, possibilities uh, of experience. So, so, all that is there in the ordinary observance of Dharma is there and more. All that is there in, in ritualistic bhakti is more. The idea that there's a difference between consciousness and matter, that's also there. This is largely the Upanishadic idea. Hmm? And there are Upanishadic descriptions of the Paramatma, the Mahavishnu, the Yajjabhuk, and so on and so forth. So my point is that this, this verse that we ended on, um, central to the Leela, it also has an you know, Upanishadic kind of reading. It is a playing out. There's a a nice verse in in the Gita, um, you know, the 14th verse of the 13th chapter. Hmm? This is the metaphysics of the Gita, really uh, in some detail, Purusha and Prakriti. So it's describing the Purusha, ite, that person who, who lies down, this is a Vishnu, he's just like, I said, You know, he's like taking it easy, sleeping and eating, that's what he does. Hmm? So, and his heads are everywhere. His arms, it, sometimes it means he has innumerable avatars. Hmm? So he has the thousands of heads and thousands of arms. And, and all these are f- forms of his compassion for the world and the plight of the jivas and so on and so forth. Um, so in the Gita, this verse, it says, what? Uh, sarvata, hmm, something. Shuti Sarvata Shutimaloke.
1: Hmm, is it?
0: Yeah. So, uh, everywhere are his um, hands, everywhere are his feet, everywhere are his ears, mouths, uh, and so on and so forth. Um, This is taken, this verse is found in, in, it's an Upanishadic section of the Gita, which is sometimes called Gita Upanishad, Hmm? Uh, the Gita Gita Upanishad. But this verse uh, is found in the Svetashvatara Upanishad, uh, it's directly the same verse appearing in the Gita. So it's again very Upanishadic. So the Upanishadic understanding of God, which is more overtly spiritual, hmm? this verse of the Bhagavatam describing Krishna and his friends, it's sometimes by bhaktas, by devotees, it's understood. Oh, here's the Upanishadic aspect. He sees everywhere, hmm? he, it's like he had thousands of heads because there were innumerable cowherds and each one he was looking at directly so he's it's a it's a universal all pervading manifestation it's saying krishna is all pervading even when he's just looking like he has only one head and two arms mm-hmm. hmm? he sees everywhere he hears everywhere hmm? Acharya, who's uh, uh, one of the two Devotees combined who brought Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to the world. The other, of course, is Brahma Krishnadas hmm? Kirsten Dasgaviraj told us about that. We'll, we'll get to that point further. Hmm? But Advaita was a great uh, uh, devotee, and uh, he studied the Gita, and he taught the Gita. And when he came to this verse of the 13th chapter, he said, it's hard to give a bhakti explanation of that verse. Uh, it's kind of talking about the all, this all-pervasive idea of God. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to him in a dream and said, you should think of it like this, hmm? that my arms are... Ev- his. Ar- now, the verse says, its arms are everywhere, its legs are everywhere. Hmm? Mahaprabhu said, this has been distorted in the dream over time. It should say, his legs are everywhere, his arms are everywhere, his hands are everywhere, his ears are everywhere. And how is it so? Hmm? Wherever his devotees offer him food, he comes and eats. Hmm? Wherever his devotees chant his name, he comes and listens. Hmm? He's everywhere. Where, wherever they, uh, you know, w- 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 when they walk to pilgrimage, he he's at that place of pilgrimage. So his arms, legs are everywhere. Everywhere where his devotees are calling upon him. So, so so anyway, the point here is that this verse, describing that Krishna's like. Seeing everyone at the same time, everyone seeing him, and uh, as if he's looking just at them, is a way of saying this Upanishadic idea of the Godhead is present in the brajalila also, but it's in a very extraordinary way, in a very intimate way, and in in connection with in 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 in, in well, in connection with the the love that it, that uh, that he corresponds with so by love of Krishna, no lesser conception of divinity will will be missed out on, so to speak is the idea he is, and this is what this whole chapter is about, also from the point of view of tattva that Krishna is the be all and end all this is the uh, this is what uh, Brahma is about to uh, find out he 's wondering, what is this? This looks different than my idea of God that I got. I got initiated a long time ago. This, this Krishna appeared there, dressed like a gopa, but he was, like I said, in the Gyan Mudra, giving a blessing, speaking Upanishadic wisdom, and so forth. The implications of all that I haven't fully understood. I've been doing Vaidhi Bhakti in the meantime. Hmm? Uh, I've been hearing and chanting. I have a certain idea of God, and now it's what's happening in my spiritual life he doesn't realize it yet, but what's happening is all that the mantra that I was given, all the conception I was given to the time of start, initiation is starting to bear fruit. And I'm coming in the direction of, of Ragh. Hmm? And here is the deity, how he appears in that uh, form, corresponding hmm? correspond to that path, the path I'm actually on. We are treading the ragmarg, of course, but we don't have that kind of rag for Krishna, that spontaneous attraction for Krishna. We're a little attracted to somebody who has it, so we're attaching ourselves there. And he will say, do vaidhi bhakti, hear and chant, this will be your ideal, but worship with a little reverence, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, worship with reverence these people, these gopas, these gopis, and how they love, revere that kind of love. Gradually, it will come within you, something like that. So anyway, Brahma's getting now first-hand experience of what his I- ideal is in, in, in Sakirasa. And it's, he's trying to sort it sort it all out. So, as we proceed with the narrative, then, of course... Um, uh, we spoke about this on the day of Baladev Purnima, the full moon, which is the birthday of Balaram, Krishna's brother, he was not present when the killing of the serpent took place and uh, because it was his partial birthday and it was being celebrated, so he was kept at home. Now for a year this has been going on, and he suddenly starts to notice, this is very extraordinary, these mothers of these boys and the fathers, they love them almost more than their own sons. They are their sons, they look like their sons, but they have more affection for them. The cows have more affection for their for their calves. The calves were now a year old, so they were weaned, and the cows had new calves. But they were more interested in giving their milk to the yearlings, because the yearlings were manifestations of Krishna. Krishna manifested as all the calves. Krishna manifested as all the cowherd boys. So Balaram saw this. He said, "What's going on? Hmm? What kind of magic is this? What, what, what's behind this?" Hmm? This could this be a power of a god like a Brahma? He said, "That's not possible. It couldn't bewilder me. <laughs> a, a power of some rishi, some mystic. That's not possible. I could not be bewildered by, bewildered by that. I'm confused as to what's going on here. And the only one that can confuse me is Krishna Himself. So what is His power? Hmm? Somehow He's employed some power here, and that's going on uh, under the under the, under that influence." So he approached him and said, what, what's, what's happening with this? What, what, what's go- I noticed this. And, and so Krishna, of course, reveals to him what happened with Brahma. This is now just a couple days, a few days before the end of the year, which is a moment of Brahma's time, hmm? right, as we've heard. It's, uh, you know, relative world. Just like our day is 24 hours, but some satellite can experience the day in about, you know, what, an hour and a half or something like that? Or a couple hours, the full cycle of the sun. So it depends where you are, what, what, the, uh, what how you perceive the, the passing of time and so forth. So a moment of his time, he went back to Brahmaloka. He was kicked out, as we heard. Krishna had appeared there as a Brahma and said, watch out, there's an imposter circling the universe. Don't let him in. So Brahma, he, he, he thought he stole Krishna's friends and calves, his real wealth, but he ended up being a pauper. <laughs> He had nothing. He was kicked out of his own, his own abode. Hmm? So Brahma, homeless now. Hmm? This is Brahma. He, he's become homeless. And we will have to become homeless to enter into this Leela. Hmm? That's a fact. Hmm? My Guru Maharaj came to America in 1965, I believe. And um, he was a beggar. He had taken sannyas in India, carrying the staff. He was a beggar. He had... Uh, uh, and and, 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 and um, he begged his way to America. He wanted to go to America to because his guru told him, you should try to explain Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's teaching to the English-speaking public. So he took this as an order from his guru, and he was just committed to this, and so he had to get passage, he thought to America by this time, which was was the prominent country in the world hmm? and his guru had passed away many many years previously so uh, in his uh, renounced life in his late sixties
1: uh, hmm?
0: he uh, he he went to a wealthy um, Uh, lady's home who was a devotee of Krishna in a different lineage and she owned a a a commercial shipping company so he asked her for passage on one of his commercial her commercial boats to go to America she said Swamiji you're like you should be retiring in Vrindavan and just chanting and you know this is not time to go to America and you don't have any money or anything so she wouldn't do it. She said, you know, that that's not in your interest and I want to serve you. And So, so he sat down on her property and chanted japa and wouldn't go away, <laughs> fasting and chanting. And she looked at him. He's still out there. He's still out there. He's still out there. He's still out there like this. And so finally she acquiesced and said, all right, I, I, I'll give you a passage, but it's not going to be easy. I don't recommend it. I don't take any responsibility for this. So he departed on on Baladev Purnim, the day of Balaram's appearance, which we just celebrated. That's about eight eight days ago, out of out of Bombay. He came on this shipper shipping shipping line. Hmm? He suffered a heart what a freighter. a freighter. Yeah, it wasn't like a luxury cruise or anything, <laughs> and the seas were rough actually too. And he has a diary. He wrote about it in his diary, and he suffered a heart attack on the boat, also. And um, he considered Krishna was the captain of the boat and was taking him across. He wrote a beautiful prayer there, a couple of prayers, but one of his prayers, in, in, he wasn't writing these for publication. Hmm? Of course, we found it and published it. But he wrote that my guru Maharaj, she, he is in Gopi Bhav, in the Bhava of a Gopi, hmm? servant of Radha, and she, in that internal meditative body, my guru has asked me to do this task to come to the, speak to the Western world. So I am, have to follow the order of my, my guru. And so I'm approaching you, Krishna, my friend. Hmm? And uh, my sentiment is I like you as a friend. And I, will, I say to you that if Radharani is happy with you, then your life will be successful, hmm? he says to Krishna. And that's for sure. Sure. And my Gurudev is coming on Radha's behalf, has given me an order. Therefore, I say to you, you have to give me the power to do what she's asking me to do, and then that will be good for you.
1: Hmm? <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is very charming. And this is, this is the whole of, of our lineage in a nutshell. <clears throat> this is the Siddhanta, all the spiritual conclusions. Hmm? Uh, we. Krishna yeah, Krishna's completely bound by her love. is the personification of the fullest measure of love. So he negotiated with Krishna in this way, and as we can see, well, Krishna gave him some power. Hmm? He gave him all the power. He said he took the power of Balaram, hmm? his elder brother, and gave it invested it in our Prabhupada. And he came here as a homeless person. He, and he said in his prayer, of course, and when I've completed that, my my hope is that I'll enter into this brahma vimohan Lila, he says, hmm? this Lila where Krishna is surrounded by friends and eating kachoris. Hmm? Hmm? Prabhupada's name, is as 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 a, as a child, his nickname was Kachori Muki. Hmm? <laughs> kachori is a kind of a uh, like a um, like a uh, savory, you know, fried in ghee. He used to love those, and so Muki means face, kachori face, <laughs> kachori Muki. It's a cowherd name for sure. Kachori Muki, one, one, surely one of the names by which he's known in the Leela, among others. Hmm? Uh, <laughs> Kachori <Muki> and, <laughs> and 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 he he said at times, my only aspiration is to enter into the forest and eat kachoris with Krishna hmm? in a pack in a pic, on a picnic lunch, and of course he left the world, writing this Bhagavatam in the right here, right where we are in this Leela. his pen stopped. Hmm? The, bit, the drum, the big drum of his, his campaign, if you will. This is a form of kirtan, this writing. It, like we do kirtan with a drum. His guru coined the phrase, the Brihat Murdanga. This drum is called the Murdanga. And Brihat Murdanga, he said, that's the printing press. It's a big drum. It can give this kirtan about Krishna everywhere. Send it you know, further than, than the drum can be heard. Hmm? So Prabhu playing this drum. And he stopped right here this means the passing of such a person is, is not ordinary hmm? this is where he finally he after nine ten 10 candidates no, the book's not finished yet but it's finished for him He I f- my, found my place here I'm done hmm? I'm entering here the rest is an afterthought for others they can pick up on and so forth he entered at this point it's very powerful hmm? uh, here he enters so, uh, and this is how we negotiated with Krishna. Give me the power to do the bidding of my guru, and then when I finished with that, I want to... Hmm? When, oh, when will that day come when I can roll in, a, in, in somersaults on the ground with you in the forest, herding cows, uh, going from forest to forest in the pasture and so forth. This is my whole aspiration. I want nothing more than this. This is my ideal. And Brahma has a similar idea. He's becoming acquainted with it. Hmm? So, very extraordinary uh, uh, place we find ourselves here on the Jhanamastami. And, um, And so... Uh, Brahma has to be uh, further bewildered or shown what, he has to be shown what this is all about. Hmm? So the way that Krishna seeks to show it that is, that, is that I'm a fuller manifestation of divinity than the you're, you're you're accustomed to and let me show you. So he Brahma's looking, he's wondering, what's happening? You know, As I said the other day, are, is he moving the cows and the calves and cowards? Every time I go to the calf, does he move some over there? And when I go away, he moves them over here. He's using his foreheads to try to figure it out. And they're spinning, and he can't figure it out. And he just goes, I, I don't know what's going on here. And Krishna said, just goes like this. And all of the cowherd boys and all of the calves turn into four-armed yagyabukas. Vishnu's who eat by sacrifice and this is Brahma said to have been born from the lotus coming from the navel of the Mahavishnu hmm? or the Garbhadaksha Vishnu that's the umbilical cord kind of idea described like that and so he 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 wants to find his source he gets the sound tapa do sacrifice so he does that he meets his source hmm? and um and so, he, what he sees is that Yogyabhuk, hmm? he sees that from that yogi-book, universes emanate, is the idea. The multiverse comes, like his breathing. Hmm? Sometimes it said, like, from the poor hole of his body, innumerable universes come, just to say how many universes there are, how big he is, and so forth. Hmm? And so, what, what Krishna shows him is that that he who is Jaggyabu from whom innumerable universes emanate, innumerable Jaggyabooks emanate from me. The <laughs> so brahman is like, wow, this is incredible, and he sees this vision of innumerable Vishnu's. Hmm. He sees that Krishna is all these cowherds, and and Krishna is the source of Vishnu, Narayan, and reverential love is within this love and intimacy. So he's putting it on the map and explaining to to Brahma by a vision what it is that's going on here. I am, he said, I am Swayam Bhagavan. Aham Sarvasya Prabhu Everything the buck stops here. Everything comes from me.
1: Hmm? Yeah,
0: and and what's the, how these devotees are relating to me in intimacy. Um, this is the be all and end all of transcendental culture. Hmm? I like I like. This cowherd Sri Dham, tasting the food first and then putting it in my mouth more than I like this oh eat, please, shanti, shanti. That stuff's like putting me to sleep. Haven't you noticed? Hmm? I only go, I eat and I go to sleep. When these people feed me, it's another thing. I can't sleep. Hmm? Krishna's, Krishna is fully active. Hmm? the Bhakti is so prominent there but Krishna never has a moment to rest, practically. Hmm? In the night, he's put to rest by his mother, but he steals out to meet with the gopis. We can't meet during the daytime. Hmm? And he meets them till the wee hours of the morning. It just starts to fall asleep, and the peacocks are... Ah, ah. And they, his, his attendants say, you've got to get home before you get caught. Home he goes. He just starts to take rest, and... Balaram's blowing his horn and all the cowards are coming. It's time to go. We've got to herd cows and so forth. So he doesn't rest really. Uh, he's uh, activated by bhakti. Hmm? So to the extent that bhakti is present, the form, the object of love that that bhakti is reposed in hmm, will be animate, animate. Hmm? Uh, that's why we consider Krishna himself says that. Oh, it's that hip again. My, my, my. Ami Shishya uh, guru nata, Radikar premera un mata. I am the disciple, and the dancing of Radharani that is my guru. Hmm? I'm learning from from her. What is bhakti? Hmm? What what is what is what is ecstasy? So. So Brahma sees this majesty, this aishvarya, and he's, he's totally overwhelmed by it. And then all of a sudden, just as it all appeared, it all disappears. And it's quiet Vrindavan, and there's Krishna standing there with the fruit in his hand and the yogurt in his left hand and his flute stuck in his belt, his stick uh, and horn under his, under his left arm. And like an ordinary boy and he sees, he sees this boy is the source of, of Narayan and Vishnu and then he, then, he, then he starts to just try to bow his four heads which is very difficult obviously uh, and, and when he puts one down the good thing about it he's having a problem but the good thing about it was that when he put one down he could still see Krishna with the other one and he's thinking wow and he puts another one he can still see him so uh, <laughs> he had a special a blessing and then <laughs> he begins to offer so many prayers you know? his narrative ends and his prayers come beautiful, beautiful prayers and he spot—he describes what he's seeing in the first verse he describes the beautiful form of Krishna and the spirit of the verses as the commentators say he's longing to attain that form that is seen and experienced like those cowherds hmm? He wants to attain that. And then he begins to speak about all that that involves, because he's understood that now. Hmm? What is jnana? What is yoga in relation to that? What is reverential bhakti in relation to that? So he begins to speak about it and, and, and glorify that kind of bhakti that corresponds with that form of divinity hmm? and give us a perspective. So it's a, it's a long chapter of beautiful verses that, that shows Brahma figured it out. He got the revelation from Krishna. He understood it, and now he's speaking with all four mouths hmm, in praise. Krishna is not like this. He's not like that. He's more than this and more than that, and so on and so forth. And, of course, um, in the context of that, he begins to glorify the devotees of the Vrindavan, all in this sambandarupa, all in this uh, parental love, the Dasya Bhakti. And Sakya Bhakti in particular, which he's aspiring for, so he glorifies the Vatsalya Bhakti, the parental love, and how fortunate these people are—they got Krishna as their son, like this, and, and, and so on. And the calves, the cows got the calf; their calves so as Krishna, and and then he says, "Aho a whole Nanda Gopa, Yon Mitram Paramanandam, He emphasizes, but and then and there are the friends. And they go, oh, bhagyam, oh, bhagyam. With repetition, he's saying, this is very extraordinary. I like this a lot, he said. I'd like to be like one of them. They're, they're very extraordinary. This is he who is Paramananda, the supreme bliss, the Purna Brahma, the, 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 uh, the, what the Upanishads speak about as Brahman, hmm? the full Brahman, hmm? he's here, here as a friend, Yan Mitram Paramananda purna Brahma Sanatanam. But he's a Mitram Sanatanam. Hmm? He's appearing for all these people just like a friend. Hmm? And Mitram means like an affectionate friend. But he says, purna Brahma Sanatanam. That Mitra and Sanatanam are connected. He's a friend, but he's eternal friend. Hmm? Fast friend won't disappear in due course, won't, won't let you down, won't, 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 he won't die. It's, this is eternal, a possibility for eternal, that sentiment of friendship that is a kind of love, you can have it in eternity if this is your friend. Hmm? Mitram, sanatanam. Hmm? And then what does he say? He says, um, Yad bhuri bhagyam Yad bhuri Bhak. Then he says, he backs up for a moment. He says, I want to be the friend of Krishna. Mm. That opportunity was offered to me at initiation. Now I understand fully what it is. I'm aspiring for that. But but wait a minute. It actually, is such a high thing, he says. Better for me than to aspire for that would be to aspire to somehow get touched by the feet of these devotees, get the dust of their feet on my head. That will be good for me. Mm. I, so I aspire to take birth... Anywhere in in this place, Vrindavan, where they might step on me. Hmm? So what he's saying to us is the way to go there, to enter there, Hmm. is to venerate those devotees who embody that kind of love. And this is actually the teaching of Rupa Goswami. Only by the grace of a ragatmika or a ragmarg devotee can you enter the ragmarg. There's no other way. Hmm? Only by their their grace, they extend to it, we can enter that. Hmm? It's a total. It's totally like a, a, a grace. Hmm? There's nothing you can do. There's no effort you could do to, or nothing you could do that would warrant it. Okay, that's now that's deserved. You should get that. Something like that. It's so extraordinary. Only by grace. Hmm? And of course, the, our guru parampara, our succession, our our lineage is offering that kind of grace, extending it. This this is this is very extraordinary. So he teaches us by his prayer pujala raga pata of vabhangi kirtanarange this is a, a a line in a song composed by Bhakti Siddhanta the guru of my guru uh, gurus uh, they had he, he was living in the holy place of Mayapur Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's place of appearance uh, 500 years ago and he was living there where, where Bhakti sadhus would live they would stay out of the metropolises and so forth and, and he went to Calcutta hmm, because he thought this should be shared with people, so I'm going to go go to Calcutta and establish a temple there hmm, and teach this uh, to the worldly people, hmm, try to translate these ideas in such a way that worldly people will get a glimpse of it and so forth. So he had his students go out and beg and raise funds from people to build a temple. So they were building this temple, marble temple, which was a big thing in those days. It was a marble temple. Wow! So they were collecting all this money and just throwing it at the temple. And people were saying, well, "You know, you could use that to open a hospital. You could use it to feed people. Why are you throwing it there? For what does God need a marble temple for?" And so his idea was, we should take all the money of the world and just throw it away burn it in the fire of, not a way, but burn it in the fire of sacrifice. Use all of that which we use to foster our egoic sense of self and 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 try futilely to support it and sustain an egoic sense of identity that's unsustainable. You want a sustainable lifestyle? That's what we're teaching about here. <laughs> Uh, uh, you know, harati so vai With the rising and the setting of the sun, your material sense of self is dying. It's being taken away with every rising and setting. Hmm? It said, That's true for everyone, except for one who is always utamasloka uttama sloka, vartaya. Utama sloka means he who is described in beautiful poetry. It means the name for Krishna. Who is Vartaya? Who's always speaking about this poetry about Krishna? Hmm? That person, for that person, the rising and the setting of the sun, that's not taking away his life. Because he's got another life that the rising and the setting of the sun cannot interfere with. Hmm? Get a life. Uttama shloka Vartaya. Do this. It means do kirtan. Get a life. Do kirtan. Hmm? It means with the rising and the setting of the sun, you won't be dying. Everybody else's sense of self will be dying, but the sense of self that will come from kirtan that will live forever. Hmm? That is mitrum sanatanam. That is that is you can have eternal uh, love hmm? by such. Hmm? Uh, so he wrote this this is one line of the poem, and so he's teaching let them let take the money and just throw it at the temple. Hmm? That will, that, will, that will end hunger. Feeding people will never end hunger. They'll be hungry in another, another hour. Hmm? You understand? We want a comprehensive solution to hunger. Hunger is a symptom of, the, of a real disease of our material misidentification. We're consciousness. We're not matter. Hmm? So this is how he was teaching. And so, so they were building this marble temple and he said, you, take, you, you, you go and beg and then take tell people, give them all their money and we just throw it here. Throw it here. Hmm? And the temple was, was going up. And then this then when they took the deities from a rented house into the finished temple, this, this was sung in Kirtan. matola Matala matola Matala It's a very nice statement, and it it's like very central to our Gurudev's understanding of how to approach this high ideal of Ragmarg, which which is someplace that you can't go with your shoes on. Hmm? Um, so he said what? That we, our practices, we think this is so high. Hmm? Now he's saying this in relation to people who don't understand it properly and think, oh, they misunderstand it and they take it cheaply. Hmm? Mm-hmm. And they wear the T-shirt, be in the Hm? Like we talked about, be in the bahav. You just want to say, you know, that would be a good idea, but... <laughs> but you've got you to get out of the bhav you're in right now. <laughs> 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 it's a bhavasindhu. It's an, it's an ocean of material emotions, ups and downs. You've got to get out of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, to, uh, and there are sophisticated forms of this being the bhav, too, that are you know, deceiving and so forth. So he was critiquing his own tradition, where people were taking it lightly and so forth. And 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 he, he was. We'll go there by sacrifice, by service, and so forth. And and uh, and and this will be the fire, the fire of the sacrifice of kirtan. We'll enter into that, and we'll take all risks to do kirtan about Krishna, even in foreign countries, the the people where they don't know what they'll eat. When Prabhupada, when my guru came to America, he didn't know. Well, will I eat? What well, you know? I eat rice. Do they even cook rice over there? I mean, you know, it's a different diet over here. In India, if you're in the North, you haven't eaten if you haven't eaten a chapati. In the South, you haven't eaten if you haven't eaten rice. In America, it's like if you haven't eaten meat, you haven't eaten for... I mean, that's changing due to, due to missions like ours and so forth. And, and uh, it brings... You we know, some, some are some of the people trying to bring some sense to that, what's edible and what, what's not, so forth. So he so thought, well, I don't know, but I don't care. Hmm? Krishna will protect me. Krishna will take care. Krishna will maintain me. Hmm? If I don't, if I, if I, if I, have to not eat, then it's said about the Goswamis, who are the immediate disciples of Chaitanya, who are the architects of our lineage. They were so absorbed in hearing and chanting, and and, and serving devotees and so forth that. Nidra, Ahara, sleeping, eating, mating. They forgot about them. Oh, that, right. Hmm? They forgot about it. They forgot to eat. Can you imagine? They forgot to sleep. Hmm? This we have to serve our guru. Gurudev, you have to eat something. Hmm? Gurudev, you should take some rest. Hmm? Something like that. (laughs) Uh, uh. This, this, this way, that through, uh, through, through us in that way Krishna will have his desire fulfilled to serve his devotees who never want to accept service from Krishna they want to serve Krishna but Krishna wants to serve them there's this competition hmm? so through the disciples then Krishna will fulfill his desire to serve that that guru who will tend to his or her needs that he or she may be oblivious to hmm? because of I- internal absorption mm-hmm. In, in Hari Kirtan hmm. like we're doing Hari Kirtan what time is it we shouldn't ask I, That's yes. a problem somebody say hmm. we have the schedule <laughs> something like that but I'm going on so hmm. <laughs> he wrote this poem Pujala the Gaur. it says that we will not think ourselves qualified to enter into that lila we will worship the people who are participating in that Leela, the Ragatmikas, all the. We will go to the Bangi, Puja the Ragapata, go We will worship, not we will worship God in awe and reverence. We don't want that. We want God in intimacy. But we will worship with awe and reverence those who worship God in intimacy. Hmm? We will give all regard to them. We will think that is above our head, and what we will do is spend our time. Teaching about what it's not, hmm? teaching that be in the Bob, you shouldn't be wearing a t-shirt. We should be, we should teach like that. That eighty percent of our teaching should be what this love and intimacy is not.
1: Hmm?
0: You Understand? So it will not be misunderstood. Hmm? Get that what it's not, and then twenty percent what it is. Hmm? And gradually, of course, that equation will change as we become more acquainted with it and understand it through through our practice and so forth. So he said, We will what we will do is we go through our time in Kirtan, and Kirtan meant chanting and also these kind of sessions like I'm doing Kirtan, you're doing Shravanam. Shravanam means to hear. I'm doing the chanting. Then I'll ask your questions, then you will chant, and then I will hear, and then this way we go. Mm-hmm. And until the Kirtan somehow, somehow stops. So someone stops us it it's time for Prashadam. You have to stop. Something like that. It's time for the next next part of the program. So, he said, we will worship the ragmarg. We will not inappropriately think ourselves fully qualified to enter there. We will worship that. We will glorify it. We will speak about it through kirtan. And at a certain point, we will have spoken about it and, and engage in kirtan in such a way that those ragat, because they will want us in the group. Hmm? They, will, they are not deaf and dumb. That what Shakti will open the doors hmm, and go to Ubangi. The reverence for the ragmarg will be broken or transcended, overcome, and will be allowed to enter in. This is his idea. And the Brahma is saying the same thing. He says, I want that ideal, but whoa, it's very high. So what well, I do? I position myself like this. Let me take a birth in, in Vrindavan, in this village. I'm, I'm the four-headed Brahma. I'm like, people think me the Lord of the universe. Hmm? But I would, my my position would be better if I could take birth as a blade of grass in this little village where this leela is going on. And one of those devotees who embody the kind of love that is my ideal, they might step on me. Hmm? And I get the dust from their feet that will be a blessing on me and and mercy, and then I will be able to enter into that in that way.
1: Hmm? We should
0: respect this kind of high ideal. And so Brahma, hmm? he prays like this, he understood it, hmm? and Krishna did not take any offense from Brahma. He thought, oh, Brahma wants to see some of my powers, so he's foolish, I'll show him. My powers are a small thing. hmm? This love I'm engaged in is another thing, but it is understood in relation to the powers. hmm? You have to understand Krishna is the source of everything. In other words, we teach Krishna is the supreme manifestation of divinity, the heart of divinity. Hmm? We teach it very strongly, and then as you practice, you will forget it. This is an interesting equation. In other words, these cowards, they don't think that Krishna is God. They couldn't, and be intimate with him. Hmm? So we teach it, and then we conduct ourselves in a certain way in our practitioner's body, and as the meditative internal body starts to arise in that body, we will be forgetful of the godhood of Krishna, and there will be intimacy. Hmm? So, so Krishna didn't take any offense, but uh, but externally, Brahma actually uh, caused some mischief in 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 uh, in, in, in the Leela. Hmm? and so in his next birth, Krishna set, made him take birth as. As 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 an outcast, hmm? and um, this is but, but of course what is it? It was in in the Gore Lila. So this is the Brahma Haridas, hmm? and in other words, the Muslims will eat with their left hand or uh, and and have habits and so forth that aren't suitable for ritualistic life in the texts of sadhana in our lineage. Hmm? It was thought at that time. So he was. He, uh, he was very Paka Hindu, did everything very right and, and, th- and so forth. Mahaprabhu, uh, Krishna made him take birth as a Muslim. He did everything wrong from the Hindu perspective. <laughs> um, it means also that this spirituality is beyond Hinduism and Muslimism and Catholicism and, and Buddhism is beyond all that. Hmm? So he then was engaged in in, in uh, intimately with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu while other Orthodox Hindus were wondering, what kind of Hinduism is this? He's got a Muslim as one of his main guys, and so uh, Shachitana Mahaprabhu was teaching, as I said, this spirituality that I'm teaching is not Hindu, it's not it's not Muslim Islam, it's not it's it's essential spirituality. And so we heard hmm? from Krishna Kaviraj that these two people, Advaita, who's famous for his puja, he did puja like Archon. Hmm? Vidimarg. He worshipped uh, Ganga and uh, what did he do? He worshipped uh, Shaligram, Vishnu hmm? with tulsi leaves and the water from the Ganges in ritual. And he, with, a, with a view that Krishna would appear in the Kali Yuga to give people bhakti. Hmm? So he said to have been the, the cause of Krishna's appearance as Chaitanya, an external cause through this Vaidhi Bhakti. And he exemplifies, in many ways, Vaidhi Bhakti as the, as the appearance of Mahavishnu, the yogibuk in Oralila. It's a bit complicated. But Krishna Das told us, Haridas also was, brought Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to the world. These two together, they both were the external cause for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's appearance. And what was the practice of Haridas? That was Namvajan. That is the Hmm? So Haridas worshipped in the Ragmarg and, 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 and uh, mm, Advaita worshipped in Vidimarg. So the aspect of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that Advaita called was for Yuga Dharma. Hmm? The aspect that Haridas called was that part that gives us this Brajbhakti. Hmm? So we owe great that to Haridas, Brahma Haridas and the bewilderment of Brahma is our enlightenment, <laughs> and of course, all things are well that uh, end well, as it says. So, uh, in this way, we, we our main practice is this chanting of the name. We also do just some ritualistic worship and saying but the main practice is the chanting. And today, then, we we get the blessing for some devotees to take vows for chanting on their their mala. And also to give the Krishna mantra, the Gopal mantra. This is all Rag Marg mantra, the Maha mantra of Hare Krishna, Na mantra. It was uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu who told his disciples they should chant this mantra. So, um, uh, with that, uh, we proceed to uh, give the initiations and, and, and request humbly the, the blessing of Namacharya Haridas Takur. Whom really this has been all about for, for for days now, so it culminates in that he may may, may, may give a blessing to this uh, gathering, that the that the students may be able to follow his example, in chanting, and take advantage of all that's uh, given at the time of initiation. Sri Brahmahari Das ki jai, Sri Ganturaz Srimad bhagavat ki jai. Godi Vaisnabh Guru Parampara ki jai, jai, jai. Harinam Prabhu ki jai, jai, jai. Gaur Bhaktabinda ki jai. jai. Oh, Premanande, oh. Pre. oh.